With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. It's time for the High Altitude Mentorship Show with J.T. DeVolt. J.T. is an international success coach, inspirational speaker, and award-winning author of Flight Plan to Success. J.T. worked his way up through the ranks from enlisted aircraft mechanic to combat-decorated naval aviator. And he's here to give you the success strategies for better focus, clarity, and mental toughness to accomplish your missions in business and life. And now, here's your host, J.T. Hello, my friends. JT DeBolt with you today for the High Altitude Mentorship Show. Great to be with you on a Wednesday morning, 10.30 a.m. Eastern. You know what that means? Time to come together and talk about leadership, entrepreneurship, and living the high-performance, high-altitude life. And as always, the High Altitude Mentorship Show is brought to you by flywithjt.com. That's flywithjt.com, where you can download a complimentary copy of my award-winning book, Flight Plan to Success, and stay connected to everything going on in the high-altitude community. You know, there are a lot of powerful lessons that can be gleaned when we study elite performers and the teams, the elite teams. If you look anywhere, whether it be in sports, whether it be in business, arts, uh, the military, when we understand the best of the best, we can see how they operate. That can sometimes shed light on how to elevate our performance in all aspects of our lives. This is why I think it's so important to really view life as the great training ground, the giant classroom. It's important to look beyond just the traditional ways of learning things like leadership and performance and business, whatever the thing is. We, we often think, oh, I've got to go out and get my MBA to be great at business. Perhaps that can help. Or perhaps we can just turn around and look at the examples that have been set before us in all different areas, not just in business. I'm going to teach you a few things today that I've learned really as what I consider high-performance lessons, high-performance lessons from the cockpit of naval aviation. And I share this with you because I come with great humility and tremendous gratitude for the ability, the, 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 the opportunity that I had, the gift to fly as a U.S. naval aviator on a- active duty for over eight years. Eight of my 12 years of active duty service in the United States Navy were spent in a cockpit of multi-million dollar, very very sophisticated, highly sophisticated aircraft. But as awesome as the machinery was, and as challenging and as demanding as the operations were, and the deployments and the combat tours were, the things that were really most inspiring to me were the service with those amazing men and women that I called my shipmates my squadron mates, my fellow aviators, and air crewmen. And I have to tell you that amongst all of the things that I had the opportunity to do, the places I got to go see, the things that I learned, perhaps the most impactful experiences I had were observing the excellence all around me. A very humbling thing when you think about it. But 
I'm going to share a, a few things with you today here that I think are truly important for you as you elevate your game in your business and in your life. The first one, if you want to really perform at the highest level, is you have to have a very healthy balance. And I'm not talking about life balance. I'm talking about a balance between ego and humility. Now, it's interesting because we hear a lot of sort of negative things about the term ego. And I want to focus in on a few reasons why, you, why it might be healthy in the, right, in the right element. You know, anything in life can be healthy or it can be poisonous. Too much sugar, too much salt in your blood can kill you. But you need an, a, a certain amount of blood sugar in order to, to live, right? You need a certain element of blood salt or the, the you know, electrolytes in your bloodstream in order to live, and it's definitely the case with ego and humility. Ego and humility are two very important pieces of the puzzle in order to elevate your performance. Flying mil military aviation, I got to tell you, is a very high-stakes game. It is not for the meek. And if you go into it, kind of dipping your toe into it, <laughs> it's going to end pretty, pretty abruptly. Just making it through the training requires a bit of ego, but not too much. <laughs> they do a really nice job of smacking the ego out of you very early and very often, but not to a sense where they beat you down. They don't want to squeeze it out of you. They want to tame it. They want to refine it. They want to hone it, to it uh, to, so that it can become an asset to you and, of course, to the, to the military. It requires a healthy self-esteem. It requires that strong belief in oneself, but it has to be balanced with a measure of humility. And that humility, this is the interesting thing about humility. I think as misunderstood as ego is, so is humility. You'll see people that try to come off with humility, but it's almost a fake mask that they wear, right? There's something just not quite right. You're thinking, man, they're trying to be humble, but you, you can almost tell it's fake. When it's authentic, then it comes from a place of service to others. It comes from a place of dedication to the team. It comes from that place of commitment to the mission. And I think that is the thing that I was most taken by when I'm talking about this balance of ego and humility when it came to naval aviators. What my naval aviation family taught me was this balance of ego and humility. You had to have that strong sense of, of self, that belief in yourself, right? That belief that you can handle just about anything that life throws at you. This sense of knowing that no matter how bad it gets, we got this. But the humility to know that it's the we, it's not the I. That I am a very integral part of an elite team, but I am not the team itself. The team will continue without me, and I need that team to be my best. But I also bring the team up. I can elevate the team and their performance if I simply show up and give my best. That's that healthy balance I'm talking about. Now, the second aspect of this, or the second lesson I guess I learned from, from the cockpit of naval aviation, is the importance of tactical and technical proficiency. To be successful in anything in life, whether you're going to be a dancer, a writer, an author, uh, an artist, a musician, if you're going to be a, an entrepreneur, certainly, you have to be tactical and technical in your, in your proficiency. And I'm not just saying that it's enough, it, it's not enough to just know what you do, but you also have to be very good at it and work toward being really great at it. It's interesting. How do we best do what we do? We have to have a dogged pursuit of excellence. How do we best uh, execute and achieve 
it, it all comes down to saying, listen, each and every single day, I'm going to focus on this, this one thing, and that is improvement. I'm going to focus on raising the bar each and every single day. I'm going to talk a little bit about competitiveness here in just a second because it's one of those elements that you have to have. But there's a sense that we push ourselves on a daily basis to become more of who we really truly are, our best selves, to refine out all of the other stuff. When I first started training in the Navy as a pilot, flight school was brutal. I mean, it was seriously, seriously tough. And part of the reason it was tough is they're teaching you to do something so dynamic and in some cases very counterintuitive. And the stuff that comes naturally to some folks, there were, I'll be frank with you, there were parts of aviation that, were, that came very natural to me. And I didn't have to work, quote, as hard, although I kept working hard, even though the stuff was easy to me. I kept pounding it each and every single day because I didn't want to take anything for granted, knowing that that day could be my last in flight school. If you don't perform at a certain level, it's, you're out of there, right? And so to be tactically and technically proficient was a commitment that you had to make from day one. The question is, right now, in our businesses and our lives, are we doing that? Is it that, that dogged pursuit of excellence, that 24-7, 365 days a year commitment to it? What's interesting is when you talk to aviators, professional aviators, especially military aviators, you'll find the sense that it doesn't matter whether it's Christmas morning, it doesn't matter whether it's you know, the night of their anniversary or whatever it is, they're constantly thinking about their craft. Love aviation. Even to this day, I haven't flown an airplane in a very long time, and I still think about aviation on a daily basis. And so you have to ask yourself, are you that committed? Are you that uh, inspired? Are you that passionate? But are you, is it in your blood as much as it should be? If it is, then to become tactical and technically proficient, tactically and technically proficient is in your blood. It's something that you work toward each and every single day. Now the next aspect, or really I guess the next lesson that I learned from the cockpit of naval aviation is the importance of being cool under pressure. To be a really elite performer requires the ability to stay calm under pressure because pressure is part of the game. As you raise the stakes, if you want better results in life, you're going to get a lot of pressure. The old cliche, it's a saying, but it's almost become cliche, is pressure creates diamonds. You can take a lump of coal and smash it into a diamond over time with enough pressure, but it has to take that intense pressure. And the same is true for us as human beings. To become truly excellent, we have to be under that gauntlet of pressure. And when we live up to or rise up to that challenge, then we really begin to learn about ourselves. We really get to have the, the other stuff refined out of us. Aviators, or, well, let me say this. Aviators love pressure. It's probably because it's part of the game. To be able to focus on many things, to be able to keep the airplane flying straight and level, on airspeed, on altitude, on heading, to be able to manage all the systems in place, to be able to rely on each other as a team, to be able to be able to put the ego aside enough and say, okay, this person's job, this person's responsibility, whether it's the navigator, the flight engineer, whomever it is, or my co-pilot, they've got their role and I've got mine. That requires an element of not just you know, putting your ego aside, but you have to be calm under pressure. Amateurs avoid pressure, and therefore they wallow in mediocrity. Or when they finally say, okay, I'm going to go under pressure, they succumb to it. They crumble under the weight of it. But aviators, man, they thrive under pressure. They learn how to find that zone 
or what a lot of people call the flow. Isn't it interesting that it literally will create better performance when you push yourself, when you put yourself into those high-pressure situations, when you learn to rely on the team, when you learn to put your life in somebody else's hand. Now, I'm not saying that business or art or music, anything that you're doing, sports, has to be a life-and-death game. But in a way, you kind of put your career in somebody else's hand, right? That takes some pre- <laughs> That's a high-pressure situation to say, I trust you enough to, to follow me, go shoulder to shoulder with me into the, uh, into the abyss here, into the fire. But it does require being calm under pressure. To truly elevate your performance is just like the aviators do, and that is to, to thrive under pressure. The next thing that I learned from the cockpit of aviation, if you will, is this intense competitiveness is important. To be intensely competitive is something that absolutely helps everybody involved. Now think about this. This day and age, competition and being competitive has somehow become a nasty thing. We don't want to be competitive. We want to be collaborative. But here's the beautiful part. You can still be competitive and collaborate. There, it's not a one or, you know, one or the other thing. It's not a black and white world we live in. You can be intensely competitive and raise the bar for yourself and therefore for everybody else. Elite aviators, and really, frankly, elite anybody, elite performers in any field, know that competition raises the bar of excellence for everyone involved. If you're leading a team and you're competitive, your team will become more competitive. They want to rise with you. They want to stay in in lockstep with you. If you're collaborating with somebody, could be another team, could be another organization, if they see that you're competitive, they're going to raise the game too because they want to elevate. They want to fly formation with you. Or in some cases, they want to surpass you, and that's fine. If they surpass you, now all of a sudden you want to surpass them, and pretty soon we start raising the bar. But it doesn't have to be a negative, nasty thing. This concept that, that competition is somehow ugly or somehow a bad thing is actually as false as it comes. One of the most important aspects to human nature is this ability to blend competitiveness with collaboration. And it is totally possible to do so. It is absolutely possible for each and every single person in an organization to become better at what they do and to become more in tune with their own natural greatness when we live and operate in a competitive environment. And so if you want to perform at the highest level, you have to be intensely competitive. And finally, Ownership and responsibility. Now, I'm not talking about signing your name on a piece of paper and taking title ownership necessarily. What I'm talking about is perhaps the most noble of traits, certainly for true leadership, and that is to take ownership of everything, to take ownership of the pursuit, the journey, to take ownership of the results or the lack of results, to take ownership of our conduct, to take ownership and responsibility for everything, the failures, the setbacks, the successes, and the victories. It's so critically important to have this attitude and this demeanor of ownership and responsibility. But somehow, a little bit like competition, it's lost its zeal. It's lost its, its, its shine. For whatever reason, this pointing fingers and shedding responsibility has become more in vogue. But elite performers know that it is the single most important thing that you can have to begin with is that ownership and responsibility. To take 100% ownership for your own life, to take 100% ownership and responsibility for your own results. 
and to know that shedding blame or pointing fingers is not the way to go. Rather, to conserve that energy and convert it back to being focused on getting back on track, to getting the results you want, and to feeling that sense of responsibility, but more importantly, that sense of self-esteem, that self-value, that self-respect that is tied, married to, and associated so deeply with ownership and personal responsibility. I have to tell you, one of the greatest gifts that was ever bestowed upon me was the gift of the United States of America. That country, this beautiful country we live in, and the people that inhabit it gave me both the responsibility and the true privilege to be able to fly as a U.S. naval aviator. To be able to do the combat tours I did, it might sound like a huge sacrifice, and certainly it was, but to me, it was an awesome honor, something that to this day I'm very grateful for. The lessons that I took away from that dream come true, that boyhood dream that at one point was told to me would never happen, and to be able to glean just a few of those lessons and extend them forth to me is a great honor. And I hope that you can take these five things and more and infuse them into your daily life, your business, whatever your mission is, and elevate your game to truly be the high performer that you were born to be. It's all about a healthy balance of ego and humility. It's about being tactically and technically proficient. It's about being calm under pressure. It's about infusing that intense competitiveness. And of course, taking ownership and responsibility and realizing that all of these go into play to make you the best version of you can, that you can be. No matter what your mission is, no matter what your goals are, no matter what you're here to do, these five things and more can help elevate your game today and every single day. My friends, this show is a wrap. It's my privilege to come at you here on the High Altitude Mentorship Show. Looking forward to doing it again soon. Get yourself over to flywithjt.com, download a complimentary copy of Flight Plan to Success, and remember, no matter what course you fly in life, fly high, fly fast, and fly far. We'll talk to you soon. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.